Welcome to New Realms Podcast, Battles of the Theories. I am your host, James, with my co-host, Anthony. What's up, guys? Juliana. Hello, everybody. And Christian. What's going on, people? Today, <laughs> we have our first ever Battle of the Theories. We're talking Period. 2v2s. We're talking me and Anthony versus Juliana and Christian, the Hell losing yeah. team. Uh, <laughs> the winning team, thank you very much. I feel my heart pumping through my butthole. So, what we'll be doing is we're going to do start with you know the usual verses, but we're doing it a little differently today. We're doing a little tag team. Mm-hmm. I'll get more into detail when we do it, but we're doing a tag team. Me and Anthony, our tag team versus their tag team. And then we're going into our conspiracies. We did a little deep diving on them. So me and Anthony got ours. Hell yeah. And we're going up against Julian and Christian's theory. And we don't know each other's tag teams and we don't know each other's theories. We know nothing. So this is going to be the first time we're hearing each other's. So this could be, be a shit show. So prepare. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Christian, you want to yes. start us off with the previous verses first? Let's get in. Let's yes. Go, let's, let's go back. So let's go back a little bit. We posted the poll that you guys all voted for. And there's a lot of people voted for this. Let me actually get the numbers off of it because it was kind of insane. Our We're talking poll this yet? Baymax. Yeah. So this Stay was Puff. Baymax versus Stay Puff. From Ghostbusters. Yep. And we had a total of 12 people vote. Whoa. Is that all? Like, I don't know how much you usually get. You usually get like eight. Oh, hey. this is our highest one so yet. So it's the highest one yet, baby. That's progress. Thank you, I've everyone. Um, so Baymax comes in <laughs> at forty percent, and Ooh. Stay Puffed wins sixty percent. I thought it was wow. a tie. No, I, I guess uh, Michael voted last minute. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. So Stay Puffed wins, and Fake news. yet Black. another. Win for me. I understand. Is secretly voting on other people's accounts. <laughs> he definitely got more counts. He's yeah, def- I really Wait, don't. You said it was eight last week. Four more this week. Sounds like four more accounts you made. <laughs> Christian's Uh-oh. making accounts. This proof. I'll post the proof if you want to post the proof. I'll believe you this time. Okay. But if you win next time, if you yeah, if you guys win this one, that'll be a little sus because ours is pretty yeah. good. That's all I'm saying. I mean, ours I don't think so. I insane. think we're gonna win. Like I literally don't see how you're gonna win this one. Wait, what? The, the, the tag team. The, the tag team. I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah. basically, for this t- uh, tag team, we each had a set of rules. Um, one character had to be from The Office, and the other character had to be from a Cartoon Network cartoon. Um, so we each had to choose one of each, and then they're gonna be a tag team. Uh, fight against the other tag team. And we're no, talking powers. Street fight. no powers. No powers. No weapons. Yeah, no nothing. Just their mm-hmm. fists in their hand. I still. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking, Just we're their talking, fists and their hands. We're talking, yeah. um, like a tag team, like WWE. Can't like be Chuck Norris because his weapons are his fists. True. No we, tagging in, in and out. They're just going no, straight. Yeah, they're oh, they're going straight, straight fight. Street fight. Okay. Okay. Two v two street fight. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right. Do you guys want to present yours first? No. Should we flip a coin to see who goes first? I can. I can pull up a. Okay. I mean, I could quite literally just. We can go first. Don't look at the screen up here. Don't look at the screen just in case it says about my thing. All right, you're close. All right, ready? I'm gonna get a coin flip up. All right. All right, here we go. Are you guys ready? Yep. Let it flip. Okay. All right, Juliana, you you guys pick. Or pick tails. Heads. Heads? Why would you choose heads? Here we go. Already on heads. Oh, it's heads. So you guys, girl, you you right? I shouldn't have guessed you. You guys want to go first? You want us to go first? I don't know. Let them go first. Let them. Well, you can go first. I wanted them to go Me first. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll talk. You want, say our I'm so interested. First. I'll say our Cartoon Network character. What are we going with? Uh, I thought you guys finalized this, right? I forgot what we said. 
You forgot? Yeah. <laughs> no, what? It's right. Oh my God. You have it on your screen, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I thought we yeah, got it. Okay. Oh my right. God. I, I hope you guys have backups. Just we in do, case we, we do. steal. Right, no. We have, wait. Yeah. We oh, that's the thing. Yeah. The yeah. We go first. If we pick your character, you you're going to have to switch them. your No, we backup. didn't say that. Yeah, we did. It can't be two, you can't two have the same, same characters. If you we guys want to go first, then. We have three for each. We have a backup for the office. I don't know if we have a backup for Cartoon Network, but we can. Come up with one quickly that I have. If you guys want to go first, you can go first too. It's yeah, deal. we'll go first. You might okay. be better off. We'll go first. I, we'll go I first. didn't come up with a backup of the cartoon. Okay. All right. So you want to say oh. the the office, and we'll say the uh, cartoon. What? I, I'll say the cartoon. You say the office. Okay. All right. So uh, the Cartoon Network character we have chosen is Rolf from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Okay. Uh, he's a guy. badass. You all know he's a badass. He's bare strength. He was literally brought into this world <laughs> to be a farmer he kills people for no reason he's a psychotic <laughs> bitch <kills people? laughs> a do you remember that one episode where he tried to kill them he, he, he dug a hole by himself it was like an 18 foot hole and threw all the kids into the fucking hole okay that's chaotic did you do your research on this yes i literally Damn. have clips if we want to prove how strong he is we might need those we might because he literally lifts a boulder with his bare hands that's kind of that's kind of brawly. All right, all right, and now our office character. Our office character that I picked is Roy. Period. I was thinking Roy, but Roy's whack. That's why I didn't pick him. So Roy, who was Roy again? I forgot. So he was Pam's original husband oh, yeah. or like fiance. He's crazy. He was crazy. There is listen. There's no yeah. doubt. He definitely put his hands on Pam. Okay. He was gonna fight Jim, mm -hmm. so he's aggressive, and he's got issues with alcohol, which leads to probably more aggression. I'm assuming. And so. you know, and he's not in his right mind. But also, mm -hmm. when he came back to try to get back with Pam, he beefed up. He had huge muscles. Yeah, he got big. He got mm -hmm. small. They just exactly. They just said exactly the reason I didn't pick him. Yeah, he's sloppy. He's not sloppy. Not smart. Not strategic. Not tactical. Okay. Okay. You don't have to. Okay, it's he a street apart. fight. You don't have to be tactical in a street he fight, my dude. Apart with a fight with our guys. That's dude, you do oh, not. Okay, okay let's, see. let's 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 hear them see. out. <clears throat> all I hear is all right, dubs in my ear, baby. All right. God, they're so all right. annoying. It's the fake confidence. Go for, for it. <laughs> all right, for our good. office character, mm -hmm. we're we Creed. We really couldn't. It was hard. Creed. It was hard. Picking Creed. I personally. Creed's a freaking old bastard. That's exactly what I told Anthony. Exactly. I hated. All the office characters. I was like, there's no good office character, in my opinion. That would be good enough. Out of everyone, I would have never thought you would choose Creed. Creed is a crazy motherfucker. Exactly. What? <laughs> yeah. Proved our point. No. He's the Scranton Strangler, bro. Get over He's it. He's literally not, though. We were going to pick Toby. There was actually Toby's like an episode, the, the Halloween episode, when they all came in. Yes, they all talk about this. The all yeah. blood all over him, and they're looking for a murderer, and he ran away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no proof. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a theory. Yeah. Theories. All right. All right. Who Listen, you for Cartoon Network? Our Cartoon Network character is none other than the boy himself, Batman. Batman, baby. <laughs> yeah. Batman. Rolf beats Batman. Batman. <laughs> Anytime. And also, that's not a Cartoon Network. Character. I told you. Oh, it is. We that's we not a Cartoon Network. It is. Character. It played on Cartoon Network. We did no, research it on this. It played on Cartoon Network after it was syndicated. Well, syndicated syndicated means after it ran on the original network it was spot by a different network 
doesn't well, that's matter. why I asked We're you. Still I said, on Cartoon Network. Network. But, but, it, but that doesn't producing and actually running on Cartoon Network is two different things. But I'm I'm fine with keeping it. But I'm also just saying it's not Cartoon Network. Our backup. To be fair, it was Robin. Our backup. Yeah. Robin from yeah. Teen Titans. Yeah, Titans. I, either one. Like, I, I I agree with. I told him, but because I looked it up, and Batman was only on for it was only one season. I think it was. Or something it was like that. For, no, it was for five years. Because I thought about years? doing Superman, like from Justice League. Yeah. So, but then I was like, Christian might we say something about Batman, like, he Superman, just, like he just said. But we figured there's no powers, so he wouldn't yeah. have super strength. That's right? exactly what I was like, nah, I can't yeah. do uh, like him. And we thought or anyone Batman from the Justice League because they all suck. Just logically, that's what he does. He just well, fights. yeah, he just has strength. Like, yeah. well, know, even without his like main um, power. Batman? We Googled this. Oh, Batman? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to say it? Because you got it yeah. up. Batman knows 127 martial arts. We're mm-hmm. talking like boxing, cap- capoeira, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and yeah. a bunch more. 127. Yeah. So that's what he's we got know. credentials. That's why oh, we yeah. with Robin as our backup too, because Robin, I mean, yeah. Um, you you want to know what's? I, I I agree. Batman is a great choice, um, but Ralph would be his ass. This man is so psychotic that he puts eels into his pants for fun. Like a huge bag of electric eels into his pants for fun. Um, He will withstand punches from Batman, I believe, 100%. You also got to realize, too, it's not going to be Rolf versus Batman. It could be Batman versus Roy. I think Roy would do pretty well. I feel like if we're going, though, Roy versus Creed, because I feel like they know each other, and Roy is, you know, he's going to hit anyone who's weaker than him, he would go against Creed and probably kill him. And I feel like. Especially if he's drunk. Creed is gonna, Creed, he's gonna be like, oh wow, this old man. What's Creed gonna do? Take advantage of that naiveness. All right. And whoop his ass. I'm gonna go straight there. Creed's a crazy mm-hmm. motherfucker. <clears throat> he is crazy. Creed mm-hmm. smacked Meredith. Oh my god, Anthony was going <laughs> off yesterday. We were watching the was it yesterday today whatever. So we were watching highlights, and there was one where they were saying something. They were like, what was it? Oh, stand up, scream, and run, right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was stand yeah. up, scream, scream, run. He stands up, smacks Meredith in the back of the head, <laughs> screams, and then runs out the room. It was so funny. I love him. Um, do you remember the episode of <laughs> Ed, Ed, and Eddie yeah. when yeah. Rolf got the fish and beat Eddie up? You know what I just think? And of that? chased him down with the big red fish and just beat him the hell up? I don't remember much. He's trying to. He's trying to boost up his weakest character. Rolf Listen, is not the weakest character the by this is, far. This is what I'm going to say. Rolf is a little boy. <laughs> Roy? Rolf, Rolf uh, literally ran a farm by himself. He ain't no little boy. Oh, I'm not saying he, he He's tough. He's a tough motherfucker. He's crazy, too. We got the crazy people. We got Creed and Rolf. They're oh, crazy yeah. motherfuckers. Roy is just an alcoholic, aggressive, sloppy. Let's see emotions get the best of him. And that would be his downfall. But those people are the most dangerous. But that will be his downfall when he's I'm up against honest, somebody like Batman. Who's I literally think no, Batman whoops them both before Creed even gets there because he literally saves. This is my thing, too. I Gotham. think Creed w- hopped on a trip because he likes to fucking go and run away from his problems. So he probably just ran away on a plane once he saw <laughs> people pull up. That's true. Batman? Um, Batman tried to beat both of them. Listen, Batman is... He defeated superheroes with powers. He, defe- he defeated Superman. I mean... He used weapons, I guess. Yeah. Can't really say. Yeah. But he still put up a fight against um, I mean, Superman. I mean, Batman gets beat a lot by minions with no powers. Yeah, but he, he lets that happen. Uh, he really don't, though. What minions? He gets Joker's minions. 
Well, it's probably because he's got like 10 of them on him. And he still whoops their ass a little bit. You know? uh, he he whoops the ma- their ass, but he still gets beat. I don't, I don't, we really don't have to like defend Batman. It's Batman. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> okay, here's my opinion. Batman, the strong candidate. Roy, our strong candidate. No, and... Rolf is definitely the stronger candidate. I don't know. I don't by know far. anything about any cartoon Rolf Network is characters, by far the stronger so... candidate. <laughs> Rolf's got that supernatural strength. He literally does. Like He holds boulders over his head. It's insane. Whatever. Let the audience decide. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So if you guys want to vote on who wins this tag team battle, please follow at New Realms Podcast on Instagram, and we'll post the poll right after this episode. So you guys, once we're finished here, you can go and uh, vote who wins. Mm-hmm. Batman and Creed versus. Oh, you pointed to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rolf and Roy. Boy. Okay. Let's go. The I'm two R's. R and R. I'm interested. R and R versus BC, baby. This is gonna be crazy. Before Chris. Christ. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before Creed. So, <laughs> the battle of the theories. Here we go. It's Ugh. dropping down right here. It really is. Are you guys ready? Everybody. So, put your tinfoil hats on for these. <laughs> oh yeah. I will say I think both of uh, both of our teams worked extremely hard into really these did. deep dives. We spent a few days on getting all this information together, um, and I, for one, like I spent hours i listened to three different podcasts full series i watched three cbs uh full length uh ser- mini series that they had on it and three documentaries why did i do three a lot <laughs> that was weird mean i think just reading an article we found oh. i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah we just read one article from wikipedia but like <laughs> but like i mean juliana we're like going through the podcast we're looking through articles and I like we worked really hard and i was like damn this is probably the most work i'm ever going to put into a podcast yeah. <laughs> why all right. other podcasts what you have other podcasts maybe <laughs> so we Check are going next week to see that all right you two first right yes we'll go first mm-hmm. all right so you want to uh, you want me to pull the thing up now? Yeah, you can you just pull the thing up. Um, we're gonna post this on our stories. Uh, basically, a little ad. Oh. I gotta download it. But you can talk. Oh. T- tell us what yeah. it is. So basically, we're gonna go back in time to 1996, and we're gonna try to figure out who killed Joan Benet. John Benet. John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. John Benet Ramsey. So let me actually get into who she is. So she was a six-year-old uh, pageant. A uh, girl who um, got murdered in her home uh, in 1996, the day after Christmas. So this case kind of went international uh, because it became a cold case after a while. But how the circumstances that led to her murder and who, uh, the suspects of her, who killed her um, kind of was like very odd. And so everyone in the world, like junior sleuths and everything, try to figure out who killed her because it's still cold to this day. They're still trying to figure it out. Junior what? Junior sleuths. You talking about Reddit users? Anyone. (laughs) Reddit. (laughs) Well, like, yeah, Reddit Reddit, um, users or like true crime podcasts Mm -hmm. and like stuff like that. Those kinds of people. There's like websites dedicated to like this whole Trying to figure it out. Like all the circumstances, all the suspects, I like they all have a really good, incredible theory of why they are the person who killed her. Yeah. So like that's that's why this became like international because it's just such a crazy case. Which an inside job? So uh, we'll Uh say who we Uh believe it is at the end. Um, but it was also, you know, the police got a lot of scrutiny about how they conducted the case, which we'll talk about and stuff like that. So uh, that's who um, 
John Bonet is. And mm-hmm. then so we're talking about John Ramsey and Patsy Ramsey. Uh, John Ramsey was basically the creator of the company Access Graphics and Lockhead or Lockheed Martin. Um, oh my, and, I applied for an internship there once. <laughs> yeah, so he was a person who basically made those companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were a really wealthy family. They, they had around, I think, like $6 million in net worth. These are around parents, by the way. Yeah, this is the, the parents of John Bonet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's who the father was. And then the mom was kind of like a, a typical pageant mom. Like mm-hmm. she was like, have you ever seen like the Honey Boo Boo um, show where like, that type of mom daughter relationship that's she loved what they the had. attention loved the, loved attention, the attention of her daughter mm-hmm. very involved in the public community yeah so and we're talking more about each one and uh their part in uh what potentially happened um but basically it was just a very wealthy family and they lived in colorado yeah Boulder, um, colorado so on december 26th now we'll go through like what actually happened uh december 25th they went out to a party with John Bonet, her whole family, they went out, they had a party for Christmas, they came home, they went to bed. And around 5.30 a.m., Patsy wakes up, she goes to check on her daughter, and she finds at the basement stairs a ransom note that basically is saying that they took kidnapped her daughter and that they're going to kill her unless they give her $118,000 or give the person $118,000. So she, and they say, don't call the police. She immediately calls the police. (laughs) So at 6 a.m., the first police officer arrives on site and he uh, goes through, just does a preliminary search around the house, but doesn't go into a lot of rooms. And they go through the entire like house, but not really opening any doors. And then just to mention really quick. So she called the police two minutes after she called the police. She called all of her friends in mm-hmm. the community to come over because, like, she was like a big public figure yeah. in like a small she town. Was, the community loved them. Yeah. Like, they were like a huge part of that yeah. community. So when they heard that John Bonet was missing, literally her house was flooded with mm-hmm. people before the police even arrived. Which, you know, if you find a ransom note in the house, you that's a crime scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, they already contaminated the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I don't think I picked up. How old was she? She was six years old. Okay. This story is what the like what we know as the public. This right? is mm-hmm. what uh, has been found out by the public. What the police has given out, and what uh, other detectives have given information out, and also what the family's given out. Okay. So there's a bunch of different pieces that we brought together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this timeline was brought together by all those different people. Okay. Uh, this is a longer timeline. I'm not going to discuss of like what happened with the entire weeks after. I'm not going to mm-hmm. discuss that because it took way too long. But I got like just a little gist of it. So then early afternoon, um, the lead detective shows on site. Actually, let me pull this graphic up because it has more information on it. Uh, that I created for the timeline. So, uh, the first detective arrived on, on scene. Her name is Linda, Linda Arnit, Arnit? I think just Arnt. Arnt. Uh, she pulls aside John, which is the father, and uh, basically tells him, like, trying to console him, say, go check the house. Because he was freaking out. He's getting anxious. Um, so, she's like, go check the house one more time. Top now, to bottom search. Top to bottom search. The first thing that he does is he goes to the basement and all of a sudden, he f- brings up the dead body of John Bonet. And that's when we find out that she had been murdered. Mm-hmm. Wait, so the, he the was, mom did not see it? No. So the, when the mom was going down, it was the, <coughs> the note like was on this. They have a four-story house. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge mansion. 
Yeah. Um. So at the top of the staircase of the basement was the note. So she just found the note and ran upstairs. Where John Bonet was found was a back hidden wine cellar in the basement. So it was a it was a a wine cellar that was all the way through the basement and was an enclosed space. So that's where the dad searched. Now, apparently at 6 a.m., when the first police officer arrived on site, he went to the basement and looked around, but he stood in front of the door, but he never went into the door. So are you assuming she was dead the whole time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but we believe she was dead the whole time. And why was there a ransom note saying that they're going to kill her? That's what's weird. Great and this question. was a two and a half page ransom note, it, which, which is, is not shit. typical. Yeah. That's crazy. And <laughs> what's even crazier, we can talk about this, I guess now, the <laughs> ransom note was uh, written on a notepad from inside the house. It was Patsy's notepad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, her pen. Patsy's and her, her pen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her mom killed him. So <laughs> they took writing samples of the whole family and determined that it could not have been them. Because I never understood that though. Can't you just write differently than you usually do? You can, but just uh, there's involuntary ways. I guess you could write mm-hmm. that you you determine. They did si- the reason how they do it is they pr- uh, make you provide six copies of your left hand, six copies of your right hand of the exact note, and so. If you're trying to force yourself to write one way, you're going to get tired and get lazy and do yeah, yeah, your yeah. normal handwriting. Accidentally or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So that's essentially, oh my God, I almost knocked over my mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that's how they kind of exonerated from the note part. That's, But that's you know a, a reason why the family is also sus- suspicious. Why was it written from inside the house? Did she even leave the house at all? Uh, or was she there the whole time? So that's you know a question that's still unanswered. Um, but then around, so, uh, once they find the body, the police, uh, the lead detective calls for backup. The backup doesn't come for like 20 minutes. So the police make her wait 20 minutes until they finally show up and like, oh, there's an actual murder. We actually have to do something. The police department had never had a a homicide in that department before. So this is probably why the entire incident had been very unprofessional for a, a police perspective. They were not doing the proper por- protocols because they'd never dealt with a homicide in that town before. Um, the entire crime scene was contaminated yep. when when John um, John Bunny's dad went downstairs and he found her. She, her mouth was duct taped, mm-hmm. and I think was she. I don't remember, but her mouth was duct taped. So yep. he he picked her up. Which he should not have done. Picked her up, took the duct tape off of her mouth, and then mm-hmm. removed her and brought her body upstairs. Yep. So, obviously, you guys know, like, when someone finds a dead body, typically you just leave it because they have to inspect every aspect of it, the way it's positioned, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. And they didn't have any of that evidence to go off of. So, yeah. that's another reason why the investigation was skewed. Mm-hmm. And also, so when they found her, uh, they found DNA on her panties. Um, and I'm going to talk about some triggering. This trial has a lot of triggering information, not trial, but this uh, case. Mm-hmm. So if you're um, triggered by sexual assault or um, by Murder. child abuse, please uh, skip ahead to, uh, I would say, 20-something minutes. Um, uh, I'd say skip the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, skip ahead. Um, we, uh, skip to the next podcast because we're going to be discussing that for the rest of this podcast. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening. Um, so essentially, they found that she was um, sexually assaulted. She had an inflame, inflammation in her private part. Um, and that she had some, uh, what, what, what do they, they call it? Something tied, no, something tied around her neck. 
Uh, I forget the name it, it, for it. Yeah, I forgot the name she, they There used. was like a wire wrapped around her neck with really, like, really tight. And it had two... It was made out of Patsy's paintbrush. They broke mm-hmm. it into two pieces and they tied it on. And they basically used it as like a handle to tie it as tight as they could around yeah. her neck to strangle mm-hmm. her. Yep. So so that... Oh, shit. You know, mm-hmm. it was... That it's was aggressive. from Patsy's paintbrush that they used to was assault... Was there any like previous like conflict like conflict in the family no not nothing known and nothing reported and nothing Wait. reported they and even after a psychologist uh, so they she has a younger brother burke that we forgot to mention no he's older he was nine. Oh, nine. Mm-hmm. yes uh uh so he um had like a psychologist analyze and it seemed like they had a very healthy relationship with their family mm. there was no like child abuse or something like that mm-hmm. going around as it seemed she had what'd you say in her panties so she had it was hair a dna and under her fingernails they found a different person's dna i'm assuming they ran that shit though so yes they they ran it with the family and it didn't match anyone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll talk more about who they believe did it because that there's two different theories um so there's the family theory where the police really focus on um, and that's kind of their whole entire investigation is the family. And then there's another theory called the intruder theory that another detect- detective comes in and introduces that we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially that's the case. And, um, Juliana, if you want to talk about the family theory. Yeah. So oh, what you you go go? Ahead. she did pad, uh, pageants, right? Yes, yes. She did pageants. So it could have been somebody from there. Mm-hmm. Well, she so on, she wasn't on TV or anything like that. Like she wasn't like famous. She was just like she was, she was no a huge person person in child pageants. Mm-hmm. She okay. won like all the big child pageants you can win. So like she was very Maybe well was known. Some guy that saw okay. her, and that's why she, this kind of blew up because she was already well known. The weird case and all the evidence was you know blew that up as well because like how the hell did all this coincidence happen within a, your own home and you didn't know. Mm. So that's kind of how this whole thing just like blew out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we can talk about the family theory. Juliana, you want to go on that? Absolutely. So basically John Ramsey, we learned what just her dad. Um, he, there, there's a big history to him that I didn't really know about. And I never heard before because like, I, I knew about the case before, but I never looked into it this deep, but I never knew that he had a previous family. He was previously married. He had a daughter who mm-hmm. died before this all happened. She was 22 and she got into a terrible car accident and died. And the, Sus. I know the person who did her autopsy said that her body, like it was like, it was unusable for an autopsy. That's how mm-hmm. bad it was. Like it was, she was destroyed. So, um, the detective Linda Arndt, who Christian mentioned earlier, she, without saying it, but well, you know, like insinuating, she basically believes that John Ramsey was the one who killed his own daughter. And so Christian talked about like um, the sexual assault that John Bonet experienced and all that stuff. And they said that it could have been a repeated thing going on that they didn't know about. So a lot of times when a child's being sexually assaulted, uh, it's someone in the family, mm-hmm. so or in the extended family or whatever. Um, and also, so this was kind of mixed information. I found something saying that she was wetting the bed and then there was other things saying, oh, she never had a history of it. But, um, as far as I know, I think that she was a bedwetter and bedwetting for those of you who don't know is another sign that a child's being sexually abused. Um, so back to John Ramsey. So Linda Arm basically 
believes wholeheartedly that it was him who killed his daughter and was abusing her the whole time. That kind of played into it. Um, he was acting really suspicious. He was acting like a little extremely too calm, right? calm. Yeah, extremely calm for, you know, having his daughter being murdered and not knowing anything about it. Um, there was no real reaction. to. So in the ransom note, which we didn't mention, they said, whoever it was, they said that we're going to call between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. and don't get the police involved. We're going to call you so that we can get in touch with you and everything. And no one ever called. So uh, Linda Arndt, the detective, she kind of made note of that. But like no one really reacted. They weren't sitting by the phone waiting. Like it wasn't anything like that. Which you would think if you're a concerned parent, like you're going to freak out that 10 a.m. hit and no one's calling. Yeah. Like yeah. you would be, you'd think the worst is happening. Yeah. And they were just... They're, not that they were okay, but they were just not as you expected a parent to be. Mm-hmm. So, there was that. Um, so, when they did discover the body and he brought her upstairs, first of all, he literally contaminated the entire crime scene. Whether mm-hmm. that was intentional or not, we'll never know. Personally, I don't think it was intentional. Me either. I mean, like, you're seeing your six-year-old child dead and, like... Mm-hmm. The first thing you do as a parent is, like, try to help and, like, maybe she's not dead, maybe she's okay. So, he brings her upstairs and Linda Arndt, the detective, is like, no, she's dead. They put her on the floor. He puts, like, a blanket over her um, and contaminates her again. So, it was just a whole thing. And she's convinced. Yeah. He looked up at her with this face and she said, I got chills. And in that very moment, I, I knew who the killer was and blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, hell-bent on it. Personally, I don't really believe it. I'm yeah. sorry. I also think, like... Just, I, as a if I was a parent and I you know he his interview when he, he, he they had multiple interviews past mm-hmm. uh, uh, the case and they he said that once he saw her he thought it was a relief because she was just there and like he thought she was alive still. he found her yeah and then when he f- quickly found out that she wasn't alive then like it was just blank like you 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 as a parent how do you live like that it was like shock yeah. yeah so then yeah. he just wanted to you know bring her upstairs and like see if she was actually dead so I completely get him doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, yes, the police can say that was suspicious, but if I was a parent, I probably would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have just like not done, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, personally, I don't know how you, you could do that. And then uh, like previously losing another daughter, like this is yeah. the second child of his that died. Like, I don't know. That kind of like makes sense to me. Um, and then Christian already said, but the ransom paper, like it was from a notepad that was in the house. It was from a pen that was in the house. Mm -hmm. Patsy's art supplies were the ones that were used. So everything was like in the house already. There was no real evidence, particularly of a break-in. So, I mean, she was found in the house. According to the police, there wasn't evidence of a break-in. Yeah. They said they couldn't have broken in. Yeah. Um, They said it was impossible. My thing is though, you, there's the argument. It was all stuff in their house. So that's why the family might've done it. Yeah. How about the argument that. They could have been set up, and that's why Literally, they did it. Literally, that's why the people were smart and they used the stuff in their house to set them I up. I so agree with that because, like, mm-hmm. it's just it. Uh, it's something we also didn't mention was that in the uh, the hundred eighteen thousand oh, dollars was yeah. the exact amount that the uh, John Ramsey made in a bonus for Christmas that year. Mm-hmm. That hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. My thing is too, and, and if you're, they're millionaires, yeah. That's so like, why would you not ask for more? That, that's what that everyone that's mill, baby. weird. Like, so how did they, one, yeah. how did they know about the bonus? Was and two, why friend, did they ask for more? Did he work with his best friend? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you gotta listen, bro. Gotta well, listen. There, there's a few that we'll talk about another person. Yeah. We'll, we'll we get into We have a lot more. of people. We we're going to basically be talking about the suspects here because there's a lot of suspects in mm-hmm. this case. 
Okay, so on to Patsy. So Patsy, like we said, she loved the attention. Her, she was a pageant mom through and through. Um, a lot of people said she had a very close relationship with her daughter. Um, so Christian actually brought it up to me. Um, when she was doing the handwriting test to exonerate herself, um, there was a 4.5 out of 5 chance that she didn't write the note. Everyone else got 5 mm-hmm. out of 5. They absolutely didn't write it. But her handwriting, there was a slight match on it. So she couldn't be completely exonerated because of that in that yeah. regard. But it was like a 90% chance that she didn't write it. Yes. Um, so she was the one who really pushed for her daughter to be involved in the pageant life. Um, you know, she got her the best photographers and the best coaches and all that stuff. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, like, today where you see, like, those particular, like, TikTok moms who aren't, like, the regular ones who are mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm a mom and, you know, once in a while, like, these are my kids and this is what they're doing. But, like, the TikTok moms who are, like, they literally just exploit their children. Like, that's all they do. That's all their account is. <laughs> like, yeah. um, there's a whole thing going on right now on there, but that's a whole other story uh, about, like, baby fern and all that. Um... Yeah, so, and then the other thing which I mentioned, it could also be John, but it was Patsy's notepad, her pen, and her paintbrushes. Um, one of the t- detectives mentioned that the paintbrush that was used to make that, like, tourniquet kind of thing, I don't know what you call it, mm-hmm. um, it was broken into three pieces. So he believes that two of the pieces were used in that device, and the third piece was what was used to sexually assault her. Mm-hmm. So, and then that was taken yeah. They couldn't find it anywhere in the house, which makes me believe that it wasn't the family and it was someone else because they took it as like a trophy kind of thing. Yeah. Ew. It, yeah. It, yeah it's, it seemed like that someone took it as a trophy it's for sick. sure. Um, and she was the first one to find the ransom note. 5.30 a.m. She was going downstairs to make coffee. And on, on the bottom of the steps, she sees it scattered out. Three pages. She looks at it and she reads and she's like, oh my God, freaks out. She's the one who calls 911. And if you listen to the 911 call, she's like... She's mm-hmm. hysterical. I mean, like, she is it beside herself. You, she's in the middle of having a panic attack. Like, you could tell. So, I don't know. I think that kind of just rules her out. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and also, like, I, the even um, uh, the t- detective, like, she believed everything that she Patsy had done was very genuine. Like, yeah. it, it was exactly what you would expect. Unlike John Ramsey, it was exactly what you would expect a parent to act like. Yeah. Uh, when she found when the uh, John brought up the, the daughter, um, a John uh, John Bonet, and placed her down. You just hear apparently this wail come from Patsy, and mm-hmm. she's just wailing and like hysterics. And the, and then the detective noted she's like that is exactly what you would expect. Yeah. I also forgot to mention why John Ramsey is suspicious. Thanks for reminding me, Christian. Um, he Right after he found her body, 30 minutes later, mm. he was on the phone with his pilot because he had a, like a private jet and everything. On the phone with his pilot to take them to Atlanta, Georgia, where they used to live. Because he made the... Uh, he basically like lied and said like oh well her home is all intruded by these people our house is a crime scene we need somewhere to go so we're gonna go all the way back home to atlanta georgia where we lived which i thought was crazy very sus so those are her parents but i did mention that she has her brother burke ramsey who was nine years old so there was a lot i couldn't really find any solid information but from what i found he is honestly the most suspicious he's only nine years old but um so, from what I understand, he was a pretty normal kid. Like I said, the only real information I have is the housekeeper um, who used to work for them. 
basically came out and said like oh like i think that he had psychiatric issues like he was known to like smeared feces on the wall of the bathroom and like Mm -hmm. he would like poop yeah Yeah, he would poop in his sister's bed (laughs) and like yeah was amber heard literally literally literally. (laughs) ew i just spit on my computer that was so (laughs) gross um yeah so like apparently like he would do stuff like that and then they even said that they found like traces of feces on um a candy box that john bonnet got for christmas that year so it was all suspicious almost like and another thing which i thought was really weird so john bonnet is named after her dad john bennett ramsey that's what when you guys were i was like is she really named after her dad yes but like they had a son and named him burke like i don't understand that like why he was the first he was was older so like you wouldn't think yeah well wait isn't it's John Andrew is the older one, right? The his original yes. kid. Yeah. So Burke. <laughs> um so the theory with Burke is that um we forgot to mention, okay, two things. One, so in Jomini's autopsy, there was pineapple in her stomach, which her parents both were like, No, we came home from this party, she fell asleep in the car, like we put her right to bed, and then that was it. Like she did not eat any pineapple, so they were very weirded out by that. But in the kitchen there was a bowl of pineapple and a glass of milk next to the pineapple, and they were very like sussed out by that. So the theory is that her and Burke were up late one night. Not one night, up night oh my god. <laughs> up late the night she was murdered. And they were eating pineapple. Um, so, uh, theory has it, she took a piece of his pineapple and he got annoyed and he hit her in the head with a flashlight, but it was like one of those really heavy duty flashlights and he hit her, like if he did hit her, he hit her kind of hard and oh my God, she passed out and they thought that she was dead. So the family framed the murder and that was it. End of story. Um, Christian forgot to mention when he was men- uh, talking about John Bonet Ramsey in the beginning that so she had the strangulation thing around her neck, but she also had a humongous fucking like fracture in her head, like a mm-hmm. chunk of her skull was beaten into her brain, and like this crack, it was gigantic. That, and that's to, believed to be the the cause of death, I believe. It was the strangulation which was the cause of death. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, the autopsy showed the strangulation was the cause of death because the way that the blood was flowing in her body was cut off and there wasn't, like, a significant amount of blood. So that's why they ruled it that it was strangulation and then that just kind of, like, finished her off, basically. Um, yeah. So a lot of people are suspicious of Burke because of, like, the whole pineapple thing. Like, he fit, like, they figured, like, there has to be some sort of animosity towards his sister because, like... She, she got all the attention. Yeah, she was in the limelight. Like, there's even, like, a video of, like, Patsy with, like, her two kids. And she's like, oh, Merry Christmas, everyone. And she's like, this is John Bonet, my daughter. And she's like, and this is Burke. And, like, she just, <laughs> Quite like... Quite literally, like, it was like, brushes this is Burke. Over. Yeah, like... Burke. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she, uh, she was Burke. leaning towards John Bonet. Like, <laughs> she was language. hugging her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's Burke. Yeah, he was just off to the side playing. Yeah, so they're... they're could have been the animosity between them yeah so a lot of people think like oh my god it had to be burke like this is the only reasonable explanation like his parents are covering it up for him that's what they think and so he really never came out and like did any public interviews his parents really wanted to protect him from the media and like um just like all the problems that would come along with him talking to anyone so a few years ago he actually came out and did a dr phil interview which it's speculated that he was paid to do but no one really knows Mm -hmm. 
and the whole time he's talking about his sister being murdered in the night he literally has like an ear-to-ear smile like it's the creepiest it was so creepy. creepiest fucking thing like legitimately like serial killer vibes yeah like that's the vibe that he gave off to be fair when we talk about uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. I tend to smile. That's exactly yes. what I said to Julianne. So, I was like, "That's I would be the exact same way. Like yeah. if I'm talking about like my s- brother who had been murdered, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mur- like it's just uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. So Christian and I watched a whole video about um, like body language and like this specialist. He basically reviewed the footage from mm-hmm. the Doctor Phil documentary and everything. Not documentary, Doctor Phil interview, and um, he kind of debunked the whole thing and said like he was just extremely nervous. He has all these tells. He did all these baseline things, yeah. and it wasn't because he was happy that his sister was murdered or that it was over and done with, but it was because of you know everything going on. He was just so beyond nervous. This was the first time being on any sort of like public thing, talking mm-hmm. about this publicly, so he was really really nervous. He was saying that it was a forced smile. So yeah. he can tell between a genuine smile that's like happy mm-hmm. and a, a forced smile that would be more towards someone who's anxious or nervous. And he was saying that, that how he was using like the muscles in his cheeks, it was very forced yeah. and like it didn't deviate with emotion. It, it stayed the exact same smile the entire time, which meant that it was more towards that anxiety type smile or uncomfortable smile. Yeah. So that's basically like the theory about the family members, but like based on the um, like the evidence and then based off of the handwriting uh, test that they all did, like they were all exonerated and it was believed that they really did not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they had the police uh, brought it up to a grand jury and the grand jury believed that the police did not have enough evidence against the parents and then also a judge from a uh, a defamation case also said that there was not enough evidence against the family to even uh consider believe, them, consider them to be suspects yeah um but the boulder police still to this day believe that it was someone from the family mm-hmm. now it would talk a little bit we can go into the intruder theory now yeah. um so i'll talk about the boulder police for a second they had zero homicides like we've said many times there was the Denver Police Department who reached out to them and said, we can help you. We are pretty much experts in this field. They have um, t- hundreds of homicides a year. And they're like, we can help you guys because this is your first murder. Like, no. It's basically a pissing match. Like, no, we don't want your help. We can do this on our, on our own. So refused help from experts. And the DA eventually brings in this guy called um, Lou Smith. He was a homicide detective he solved over 200 homicides in his career 100 of them being cold cases Mm -hmm. so the da because they had such little belief in the police department um had brought this guy in and uh basically he had reviewed the evidence he was trying to see if it was the family and he also believed it wasn't the family and he noticed through the pictures that was taken um, of the crime scene that it was very possible and almost he full on believed that it was an intruder mm-hmm. that ha- uh, killed John Ramsey, uh, John uh, Bennett. <laughs> John Ramsey would be a different case. John Bennett. John Bennett Ramsey. Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> um, so basically all the things that the Boulder Police Department missed, he found. There was a broken window mm-hmm. in the wine cellar that 
They didn't lead. miss it, by the way. They didn't miss that, but they were like, no. like They're like, it, it, it <laughs> yeah. couldn't be an intruder. It was just a broken window. There was a window that was wide open in the, the wine cellar. Mm-hmm. So how the house was built, there's like this back um, area where it's kind of like a basement window. Where it's like kind of a, uh, a mid-sized, like not small, but it's a mid-sized window. And there's like five of them. Or three. It was like three or four. Mm-hmm. And... Um, above it, it's like a little area between the house and the grass. And so there's like a little section they can jump down and go into the window, but it's covered by like a metal grate. And so that can be lifted and go in to that like little area and then slide into the window. Mm -hmm. But the police didn't believe that that was possible. However, one thing I really want to mention, which I just found out today, actually like finishing up my research mm -hmm. for this, the police said that it was absolutely impossible that it was an intruder because when they got there in the morning and they took pictures of everything, there was a spider web outside the window. So they said no. Yeah. Because they would have destroyed the they spider web and happened. it wouldn't have been there. They also said there was no, <laughs> there was no footprints in the snow because this yeah. happened at winter and there was snow. Every walkway of the house had no snow on it. Mm-hmm. But when Lou Smith went and uh, go, went through all the uh, foot, uh, footage, the all the photographs mm-hmm. of the crime scene. He finds that there was a footprint outside of that window that did not match anyone from the family. Mm-hmm. It was a boot, a boot footprint. So they had that. They had the open window that was very clear. It was wide open in the crime scene photos. Um, and then um, he is the first person to realize that she was actually tasered. Um, before she was murdered. So she had a ta- two taser marks, one on her face and one on her back. Um, so this suggests that someone she didn't know uh, was the person who killed her because they had to subdue her in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was the first one to recognize that. Um, and then there was also a report from the neighbor that ha- that said that over the night, it was like around midnight to 2 a.m., yes. they heard um, a child scream like screeching screams and a metal grate uh, hit cement, which would make sense because mm-hmm. someone would be going in and out of that window and into that cellar. Now you're like, well, if they heard a, like a blood, the curling, blood scream. curling scream, why couldn't the parents hear it? Because in the wine cellar, there's a furnace that leads outside that amplifies sounds. Now this is a three story house that they live in. So they had someone test it where, and there, there was like a camera crew that also tested this as well. That if you went and you were screaming in this wine cellar and you went up to the master bedroom where everyone was sleeping, where, where the parents were sleeping, you could not hear the scream. But if you went to the neighbor's house, which was 150 feet away, you could hear it clear as day. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a soundproofed room. That's why the parents couldn't hear anything. And so this Lou Smith basically finds all this information and he brings it to the police and he's like, this was an intruder. A hundred percent was an intruder. The police made him retire because it went against their theory that it was the family. And then he created his own task force and started basically devoting his life to finding out who killed John Bonet. Um, and he, even in death, he left all of his findings to his daughter who then continued the search. And that I was listening to the podcast that she helped create, um, while we're doing all this research. Um, and he comes up with a list of like 50 sus- suspects. And then the main list is like a list of 10. And we're going to talk about a few of the people from the list of 10. 
Um, so I'll talk about the Santa Claus theory because this is one, my favorite one. <laughs> so this is a guy called Santa Claus, a.k.a. Bill McReynolds. Now, he played Santa for all the Ramsey's Christmas parties. He three was, years in a row. Three years in a row. He dressed up as Santa. He went into their house. And he kind of became friends with John Bonet. Then uh, their last Christmas party before she died, she brought uh, this guy Bill McReynolds down to the basement. So he has a layout of the land, gives him this gold, um, gold glitter. It's like pixie dust. And she yeah, called it said. pixie dust, and she gives it to him. And like, you know, it's a weird relationship that she has with this guy. So, a little background on this man: his own daughter got abducted when she was nine years old on the exact same day. 23 years before 22 or 22 22 <laughs> years before and he would uh and the daughter was forced to watch her friend get sexually assaulted when they were kidnapped and um uh, and so literally it happened exactly to this exact scenario happened to this man and then his wife janet wrote a play in, in 1976 about a young girl who was sexually assaulted tortured and murdered in her basement exactly like john bennett uh, benet uh, and then he played, uh, and then um, his alibi was that he had heart surgery beforehand, but uh, and that he was too weak to basically commit a murder like this. Um, but then there was another theory that basically uh, he had like a uh, like an accomplice. accomplice. Someone so, did it for him. Yeah. So like th there could have been like someone else, uh, possibly a relative of his. Yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about what we're talking about the uh, theory over here? Yeah. So yeah. basically that that theory was um, that Mick Reynolds, the guy who played Santa Claus, planned the murder in advance. He told John Bonet that Santa would visit her after Christmas and to go downstairs that night and wait for him. So there was like mm -hmm. um, some sort of like reasonable situation as to why she would go downstairs. Um so a lot of people said that, not a lot of people, a few neighbors said that they saw someone like John Bonet's older half-brother, John Andrew. Um, <clears throat> so he was a white male with dark hair, around 20 to 25 years old. Um, so they believe that it was this young guy who was in cahoots with McReynolds. Um, so she even wakes up Burke and says, oh, Burke, let's go downstairs. Santa's going to come. He's older. He thinks the whole thing is dumb. He goes back to sleep. They're eating pineapple together. He goes back to sleep. Okay. Now, John Bonet's alone. The killer comes out. Um, he could strike her. He could tase her, whatever. He just subdues her and brings her out to the basement. Everything happens. And then he takes pictures. Maybe he takes pictures of her dying, records it, and gives it all over to... Uh, McReynolds. So this is a theory on the John Bonet Ramsey Reddit thread by user Jane D. And mm -hmm. she really goes into depth on there. So if you want to know more about that theory, you could check it out on there. But yeah. and it's a very plausible theory. Like it this, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and it's very it, the coincidence that his wife wrote a play basically about the exact same way that this that blew uh, my mind yeah. i was like what <laughs> and that his own daughter was abducted on the exact same day 22 years beforehand like that's yeah. just yeah. what a coincidence that, that this man had mm -hmm. um but then the, we go into our next guy gary oliva uh, yes. uh juliana if you want to talk about him yeah so gary oliva this guy was just a weirdo through and through i mean there's really no other way to put it um he was arrested for child pornography multiple times 
Um, the second time that he was arrested, they actually, so this was after John Bonnet Ramsey was found dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a shrine dedicated to her in his house, um, which was just mm-hmm. so off-putting. That's sus. It's That's big so, sus. yeah, mm-hmm. so off-putting. So, and then this is the, like, this literally disgusted me. So there was like an investigative journalist who went to the, to the prison to talk to him and see what he knew about John Bonnet Ramsey. And he said, I'll only talk to you. Uh, I'll only tell you what I know about her if you give me a picture of her in exchange. And they were like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. And then we're he's not like, no, 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 I'll talk to you anyway. <laughs> yeah. So he actually confessed to killing her, but like he didn't because his DNA was not at the scene at all and his DNA wound up exonerating him from it. But I almost think it was like he was obsessed with it and like fantasized yeah. about it to the degree that like he would admit to it because he wanted to take credit for it. Like, like. Ugh. He he was just so infatuated by he her just be arrested that in general. he yeah, wanted. He well, he is. Oh, he, is. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 oh, went, he went to prison. That's how they other uh, yeah, journalists went to him. But like he was just so infatuated by her that he, you know, he wanted to be associated with her by any way. Mm-hmm. And like to, even if it was a fantasy that he had, you know, done this to her, it was like good enough for him. Gross. Which is gross. But we don't yes. think he did it. I don't think he did it. So. What was he in prison for? Did you say that? Child, Child pornography. pornography. Okay, I was going to say, he's definitely a pedo. <laughs> yeah. So now, Oof. this is the person who I wholeheartedly believe did this. This okay? guy is crazy. His name is Michael Helgoth. So. Helgoth? Yeah. Jeez. That's a crazy last name. On February 13th, 1997, the DA came out with a very aggressive statement saying, to JonBenet Ramsey's killer, we are going to find you. This is the end. Like, come out and just give it up now because we're going to go through every suspect on this list and we will mm-hmm. find you. And the next day, he was dead. So, <laughs> very interesting. So, the, the police thought he was either, he committed suicide. Yeah, either through suicide or murder. murder. We'll get to that. Okay. So, why do I think that it was Michael Helgoth? Mm-hmm. He owned a stun gun. That There's a homemade stun gun, too. I don't think it was homemade. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, whatever. So the stun gun that he owned, it basically, the measurements of each of the little like prongs, I guess, on it that would zap you matched the exact measurement of the marks on her body from the two marks. Um, So he has known issues with the use and the distribution of drugs. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we'll see in the community that um, people who are like into pedophilia and like fucked up shit like that also dabble with drugs and meth and things like that too so the two it's not surprising they would overlap um he's definitely a psychopath he has a history of killing animals um and he mentioned it to one of his friends at work Mm -hmm. mentioned to one of his friends at work that he really wondered what it would be like to crush a human skull (laughs) and look john (laughs) benet's skull was crushed her skull was cracked so he also has a history of sexual deviance okay he made his ex-girlfriend, she came forward and said that this was, like, really strange, whatever, this is her experience with him. He made his ex-girlfriend shave all of her body hair off to make sure that she looked like a virgin when they would have sex. And um, another, like, sexual deviant thing was he was alone in the house one time with his uh, most recent girlfriend's... At the time. Yeah, at the time. His most recent girlfriend's uh, daughter... And she found him under the sheets. But he was by himself, but he was naked. And he came. He came to her and confessed. And he said, "I can't trust myself alone in the house with your daughter because he she had like a teenage daughter." So Ew. that 
disgusting so obviously he's into pedophilia obviously he's a psychopath like he has no issue with killing people not killing Mm -hmm. people but killing animals doing drugs like he's not stable and yeah so um he mentioned oh and this is the this is the kicker ready he mentioned to his friend at work that him and his buddy were gonna make about 50 to 60 thousand around christmas time because they got a huge job and they're mm-hmm. they're so excited about it they're gonna bring in 50 to 60k which is 118,000 cut in half that's mm. like i don't remember the exact number but it's close between 50 and 60k well, he so he, the friend said that he originally started to say fifty, and then he said, "Oh, sixty thousand. Yeah. So if he was gonna say like the exact amount, it probably would have been the hundred eighteen thousand split in two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also found like they said like their high tech boots. I honestly don't know what the fuck that means, but they found these high tech boots in his house that like mm-hmm. match the imprint of the high tech boot print that was outside the Ramsey's he house. He killed her. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was his uh, like his affiliation with them? I am. I honestly don't know. There they was. Just, this is, there was, He's just a suspect. So he's just a random guy that probably so, saw her because she was famous and. Yeah, I, yeah. I would tell you now that we're discussing him. I my theory was that it had it was the Santa Claus guy. Yeah, they weren't gonna. And this guy Michael, who he hired to, um, kill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because they split the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, now to his death. Okay. This is what I thought was crazy interesting and talking about conspiracy theories and all these things like it's not unheard of that people commit suicide in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. So the timing of his death was very suspicious. Like we said, the DA basically came out and said, we're going to find you like confess now or we're going to get you. So he committed suicide right with a gunshot. Where do you normally commit suicide if you're going to shoot yourself? In your house? No, No, on your body. On your body. Where Where are you you shooting yourself with a gun? In, in your head. head. In your head. Yeah. Okay. Mm. He was shot in his torso, in the side of his torso, okay? Pointing not up. only Yeah, not only was he in the side of his torso, it was pointing upwards. It was also on the left side of his body, and he's a righty. So that's not I'm not that's not adding up for me. I, <laughs> like, I, imagine, I imagine if he shot the gun up, his wrist would have yeah that's what it just it, logistically it doesn't make sense. Like so, you're pointing yes. to the side and you're pointing up. Mm-hmm. John like, Ramsey killed him. I, or, or Santa Claus killed him. Where is Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Is he dead? Is he alive? No. no, they moved. I think they moved to Maine after, yeah. a few months after because they couldn't deal with all the heat they were getting for mm-hmm. him being a suspect in the case because he would never do something like that, mm-hmm. apparently. So, apparently. Yeah, that's Michael Helgott. I don't know. The whole thing just seems like it adds up perfectly for me. But, yeah. I mean, we do have... Is it two more? One more. One more, One more person. So, Christian, we'll just finish so, it off. Yeah, we'll finish this off. Randy uh, Simmons or Simons, the photographer, uh, he was the the photographer who took the photos of the, um, the kids in the pageants. Mm-hmm. And so, he was known to be really weird and flirty with the young girls. He would photograph them to make them... Uh, laugh and he would be like making like he would flirt with them uh to get them to smile on photos so he'd be like oh my uh my son's gonna have to date you or something like that just like because you're so pretty like something weird like that to the kids to make them laugh um and he was shooting like pictures for uh john benet ramsey for years uh he would call the ramsey family and other pageant families that he worked with years after john benet's death saying that i did not kill john benet he was (laughs) never accused of it until he started saying i didn't kill her like why would you just say that that's so weird and he was calling like in the middle of the night calling these random families i didn't kill john benet and having like mental breakdowns um 
After her death, he sold a single picture for John Benet Ramsey for seventy five hundred dollars. Which he was, was sell- a lot back then. Which was mm-hmm. a lot, and he was selling them to multiple outlets. Mm-hmm. So like he was every, every media outlet he was selling these pictures to, so he'd get m- more and more money. Mm-hmm. In 1998, he was arrested for indecent exposure while walking down a public street naked. He <laughs> repeatedly told the arresting officer he did not murder John Benet Ramsey. When he was getting arrested when for he indecent was getting, exposure. Yeah. Like, like okay. literally doesn't correlate. <laughs> and then in 2021, he was arrested, which is last year, he was arrested for 15 counts of child pornography. Wow. So... <laughs> I don't know if I don't think he really I don't know it's very suspicious that you're just trying so hard to like I didn't kill this person but like no one actually accused you so why are you saying it like mm, weirdo it's weird and um it seems like this family just surrounded themselves with weirdos well I think a child pageant stars probably they kind of they, flock I mean the yeah. same way that like fucking weirdos go to all these TikTok pages and save these videos of like these young kids like doing yeah. random stuff like it's sick yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So child uh beauty pageants should be canceled. I, I totally agree. agree. There's agree. no all, reason. You're low key sexualizing little girls. I you feel are. Like. You Not are low key. You're high key right? sexualizing. Okay. I, I, they're wearing you, makeup, yeah. they're wearing high these heels, short dresses. They're wearing like, body suits that like just no. cover their gross. lady bits. Yeah. Like it's no. gross. Gross. And like you notice like in the pageants, it's the people who would uh, arrive uh, or watch these pageants aren't just the families that you would mm-hmm. think. It's just grown men who like like watching children pageants it's and the weird judges are always old men old men oh, it's like, so weird off. the whole thing's weird yeah. yeah but like just to close it out like mm-hmm. i believe and i i, I don't know if I you agree believe with too you. it's the santa claus guy who worked with michael to i believe they came up with a plan to kidnap john benet ramsey but they wrote they go in, they broke into the house he writes the ransom note after they kidnap her mm-hmm places it on the stairs and then they accidentally killed her i think i don't think they truly meant to kill her i think it was more like they were torturing her and then she probably was wiggling around and they hit she her on the head and that could have been the scream she was screaming like i think it, it he at the start wasn't meant to be a murder mm-hmm. but then they killed her and they had to run away i agree and then they, did, they were going to take the ramps note back like they just left it where it was but mm-hmm. i do think because i believe the order of events just is weird. Like, how would why would they kill her and want then leave a ransom note? Like, it mm. just didn't make sense. Some people believe it was just to hold off time, so like the police were thrown off for a little bit, so they can get more further away. But they didn't fucking leave. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't leave town. Mm-hmm. So I just I I think that's probably why that happened. The conspiracy. How the fuck did nobody solve this yet? That's what it's I'm crazy. Saying. Because everybody fucked up the evidence. It looks I like you Ma- and the mainly... police there sucked. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. The police, like, we didn't even that go into insane. what the police did. The, they basically had a hate campaign against the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, still to this day. They, they put out misinformation about the family. That's crazy. To try to say that they were the suspects. That's such yep. a, a petty thing for their mm-hmm. pride. Like, yeah. we know what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the family. Yeah. Like, okay. No, you didn't, sweetheart. Like, yeah, you literally. did not know what you were doing. Uh, I don't mean to... Uh, intrude, but there was spider webs on the window. Couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, also, like, I, I was like Lou Smith no. found in maroons. that windowsill that the, the leaves had been moved. So, like, it, it was there was proof that there was a person who stood in that. And we didn't even mention, so there was the window. So, like, obviously, like, we're in the basement right now. The windows are, like, I don't know, like, five feet off the ground. So, like, how is someone going to jump in and, like, not make a ruckus or anything? There was a suitcase set underneath the window 
for and there was a, a scuff like a boot mark yeah. on the suitcase and there was a scuff on the wall that, someone that slid was a down shoe it. mark it's just not intruder <laughs> literally yeah, the, the police, police were like crazy. the spider no. web tells all that's why yeah, it's a little, i'm a little sus of the police that they were so hell-bent on trying to ruin this family's mm-hmm. life and like they didn't even consider a different suspect yeah. but that's our theory yeah i feel like the police either were helping cover it up that's what i or think somebody in the police did it like the, I'm just my saying. first thought was someone in the police did it the, they were holding off for so long for backup they ruined evidence and they also didn't follow proper protocol. Like, I just, I don't believe the police had good faith going into this. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to put your pride over a little girl's murder? Literally. Like, come on. And, like, just to, like, close that out, like, with the police, uh, they were basically saying, like, the family were refusing to give uh, DNA samples and stuff like that. They gave the samples. Like, they mm-hmm. gave DNA samples. But they put out to the media so the me- the they can change the court of public opinion against the family. They were saying, oh, they refused to work with us. They never gave us samples. When they're not in being turn, cooperative. Yeah, they're being, not being cooperative. And the family was being cooperative the majority of the time. It took them two days after the murder. But they started becoming cooperative two days after. Mm-hmm. Like, it should, it, they were just basically doing a hate smear campaign. Crazy. Yeah. Sus. It's insane. Yeah. You guys did your research, I could tell. Mm-hmm. All those uh, those uh, videos you watched, would you say? You videos, watched? podcasts, documentaries, documentaries TV yeah. series. Mm-hmm. They paid off. Yeah. Yes, they did. Well, it's weird because like the podcast series I was I was listening to was made by the Lou Smith and um her, like Lou Smith's daughter, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a bias towards the family. And then the CBS series was a bias against uh, Burke. Like it was basically saying it, Burke was the one. <laughs> it who literally killed. was like. Burke killed his sister. I'm like, that's it. okay, real sus here. And then I watched the documentary <laughs> that was basically the family killed. So like, I got all three. Perspectives yeah, to get all different it. perspectives. We were sitting there taking notes. You were like, oh, we literally did. Literally, yeah. <laughs> we were serious. All right, all right. So that let's hear yours. I'm so, dying to know what this is. Me too. I agree, by the way, with who you said did it. Yeah, yeah. I agree too. And I'm also curious to see what the viewers think. Yes. Yes. Did it. Oh my god, we should have a poll about so, that too. If you want to do a poll or comment, or something. yeah, I think we yeah. we do like a comment. We're being, who do you guys believe? Uh, where the who do you believe killed John Bonet? Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, talk about your comments on the next podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here you ready? Go. I'm so Battle ready. Of the for theories. This. I am also so ready. Part two. All right. Listen. First off, right off the bat, Christian, you you gotta we gotta give that uh that um. If you're sensitive to this information, yeah. oh, like a we're trigger warning. Talking, Another trigger warning. This we're not gonna just be talking about it. The whole theory is pedophiles and child abuse, sexual so, abuse. Well, and yeah. rape how do we match like so well? Yeah. It gets so, pretty gross. You wanna throw okay. out that thing again? Yeah, uh just if you are um easily triggered or do you get uh, any offense to talking about pedophilia or child uh abuse, child trafficking, please uh Tune into this our episode next podcast. and tune into our next podcast. Um, we love you guys, but we're going to be talking about that for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, we don't want to trick nobody. All right, yeah. I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. We will now, I mean, you're ready, you're ready to know what it is when we say Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about pedophilia and this whole pedof- pedophilia ring going on with the Roman Catholic Church and the Vatican City and all just, just these... Uh, Roman Catholic churches and ge- these churches in general. I'm here for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm so here for this. So, 
obviously there's a lot of information. Yeah. And we didn't, because we had to cut time for both. So we didn't go too in-depth, but we still went pretty in-depth. And we got some yeah. good juicy um, topics, I guess you want to say. Mm-hmm. Like sub subtitles, yeah. subtopics. There's a lot more, but this is a good, this is going to be crazy. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Because yeah. me and Anthony, me and Anthony got to a point where we didn't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, because really, it was this so is so disgusting. gross. It was so disgusting. So, first off, we got to go back to the nation's first scandal. The first scandal. Cue the music. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. So, during the 1980s, this is when victims started to really speak out against the church's attempts to hide the sexual abuse towards children. Because at the time, this wasn't something that didn't happen before 1980. This happened way before 1980. But what the church did, they would hide it. Mm-hmm. Hide it. Hide it. The church? Hi- no. Yeah, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, during, these, during the 80s, this, these victims were like, no, fuck you. Like, this, we deserve to be heard. Because obviously, they're going back. That's, that's traumatic as shit. They're taking their power back. Exactly. So, during that time... There were uh, these people who spoke out. They were survivors of this guy called, he was, his name was Father Gilbert Gothay. And like I said, they tried to sign some with hush money, but these people weren't taking the hush money. Now, hush money was something that was used in the church so much, like I said, like wait, before the 80s, before this even happened. And it was used so much that the Roman Catholic Church actually had to assign church lawyers just to adjust their insurance policies in order to minimize any additional liabilities because it was happening so much. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is 1980s. This isn't even... We're talking... We're in 2022 right now. Yeah. We're 40 years later. And you could imagine all the shit's happened during then. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was before It's still that. very prevalent. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, the victims of Gilbert Gothay, like I said, instead of being silent about it, they chose to go public with their lawsuit. As they should. So, mm-hmm. exactly. And he eventually confessed... To abusing 37 children. 37. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's, That's the so lowest disgusting. number of children we'll be talking about today. So don't get us up from there. Okay? That's so disgusting. That's crazy. So now, what we're going to do, we're going to pass you guys a little sheet. Okay? <laughs> oh my god. If you Thank look, you. If you look at the highlighted parts, you'll be seeing what I'm going to be talking about right now. So I'm, I'll read the sentence out. So the viewers, um, they know exactly what it is. And then I'll kind of paraphrase it a little more. So right here it says... The priest's superiors, talking about Gilbert Gothay's superiors, uh, Bishop Gerard Frey and Monsignor, it just says H.A. Laroquet. I don't really know how to say the last name. Sounds French, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But his superiors had known since 1974 about Gilbert Gothay's sexual attraction to boys, but they continued to allow him to come into contact with children. And this was something that happened so much. And you'll hear, we'll we'll tell you a lot more, but this Mm -hmm. happens all the time. They know, and they don't care. Oh, yeah, no. It's disgusting. It's almost a requirement. Hey, are you into kids? Yeah. Oh, perfect. I have the perfect job opportunity for you. (laughs) So now if you look at the other other highlighted um, section. Mm -hmm. So it says, in a number of these cases, bishops had ignored parental warnings, failed to notify secular authorities, and permitted known sex offenders to move into other parishes where the tragedy of child abuse was reenacted with a cast of new victims. Wow. So there was these parents would warn the bishops. They didn't care. Ignored it. They didn't ever tell any authorities about this. They didn't care. And they they just didn't I guess they just didn't want, you know, the Well, yeah, you wouldn't you they wouldn't want any exactly. bad press for the church. Anything against, you know, Christianity, they're going to claim that it's just against religion. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go against religion. But instead of doing anything about like firing these guys or something like that, 
they they permitted these known sex offenders to move into other parishes. That's what they would do: is they mm-hmm. would move them, move them from parish to parish and let them do exactly what they've been doing, just with different kids. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and like I said, they let that happen. It's, like, it's disgusting. So, with Gilbert Gothay, what ended up happening was he pleaded guilty to all charges except for one, which was rape. He didn't admit guilt, uh, guilt to that. Because in a deal with prosecutors, by not saying he did, like he raped anybody, he was able to be spared from a life sentence. And instead, he only was, uh, he was only told, I guess, I don't know what you're saying. Sentenced. Sentenced, sentenced thank you. He was only sentenced to 20 years in prison. Mm. And that was it. However, wait, you want to say something? No. However, 37 children. He only spent 10 years in prison. Half of that. That was it. Then he got out. Okay? I'm not even the least bit surprised. I know. It's I disgusting, totally, I'm not but it's like... I literally told Anthony, yes, I'm going to say this, and Julian's going to be like, yeah, I'm, it doesn't... No, well, it's literally, this is why I have Wait. no faith in the criminal justice system. Better. Oh, yeah. So he got out of jail early, only spending 10 years, half his sentence, right? It's supposed to be 20 years. Only spent 10. How did he not get killed? He moves to Texas, where he is accused of molesting a three-year-old boy. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> yeah. what do you... like? Come on. Right then and there, like... When he was accused, someone should have just fucking took him out of his misery and just shot and killed him. You'll get your, uh, you'll, you'll get your, you'll get your wish. Don't worry. Good. Not with him. I'll be, I'm just, I'm a spoiler. Not with him. But you know how, like, wait. terrorists, like, line up, like, a bunch of people and they just, like, take oh an AK-47 and, like, shoot all of them? Like, yeah. that's what I want to do to, like, every person we're going to be talking about well, in this situation. I've heard stories about what they do to pedophiles in jail. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, me the too. one story that I never forgot was they, like, five guys took this dude, I think they beat the shit out of him, then took his dick. They put it in the jail cell and they slam the door shut on it. So they don't fuck around, or they kill you, or they just like they fuck. They they will destroy you if you're a pedophile in jail. Because even murderers hate pedophile. Everybody hates Mm -hmm. pedophile. (laughs) I actually heard of really quick. I just want to pitch in. I heard of because I follow this guy on TikTok who went to jail and like he talks about all the stuff he experienced. So there's these people in jail who have like multiple life sentences for like murder and like all this other stuff that they did. And those people, because they're like, oh, fuck it. Like, who cares? Like, I'm a lifer here. Like, I'm never getting out. They literally have made themselves into, like, ch- like child molester vigilantes. And they'll literally kill or, like, almost bludgeon to death. Like, all these child molesters get sent to the shoe. Like, uh, they call it the shoe. It's mm, like... Like the hole. Yeah, the yeah. hole, whatever. And then, like, they'll be in there for a few weeks, come back out, do the same thing again, go back. Like, they don't even give a fuck because that's what they, like, devoted their life yeah. to. Yeah. And honestly, I praise you. <laughs> I really do. Like, I don't, I don't praise yeah. how you got there, but I, I love how you turned your life around. Yes. Yeah. Send me your ironically, uh, commissary. Doing God, I'll pay you. Doing God's work, ironically. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. so he got out of jail 10 years, moved to Texas, accused of molesting a three-year-old boy. Disgusting. All right. So, you would think, damn, this guy, 10 years comes out, does it again? Like, he's going, he's going back to jail. Well, it was called a weak case. Not enough evidence, whatever. He only got probation. That was it. For seven years. So, that's it. Not shocked. Then, he was arrested and charged with going against his probation because he failed to register as a sex offender. I don't know how, in that gap, he never registered as a sex offender, but he didn't. But so they didn't track that. That's what I'm right. Shouldn't yeah. they have to do it like the day you get out? Like yeah. go here right now, or you're going back to Why jail. Why don't they do it for them? This was, I think, I think if I remember, this was like 2008, roughly, and he went to jail 1980 something. 
So, why, 1984, 1985? Why don't they enter the name once you're... Uh, Immediately. Yeah, once, yeah. One, once, once they say you're them. guilty, your name goes in the database. Mm-hmm. Why is that not a thing? Why know. do they give the, these pedophiles... The, Any opportunity. The, an opportunity to not do it and cause harm to because more children. Mm-hmm. The world runs by pedophiles. Mm-hmm. I 100% mm-hmm. believe that. So, um... Yeah, he, he his probation when he gets probation <laughs> failed to register as a sex offender and he actually ended up serving two years more in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at that. So for not registering a sex offender, two years. For supposedly molesting this three year old boy, which he probably did, knowing everything else, seven years probation. So And only ten years for thirty seven children. Yeah. And <laughs> now he um I believe he lives in Texas now. And that's it. He should have got ten James years per yeah, child. child. Registered sex offenders. Yeah. And he's on there now. He's literally, he's literally on um, what is this? Publicsite.dps.texas.gov/slash sex offender registry and there's a bunch yeah, of yeah, it's the state registry for sex offenders. Yeah, and he's on here because I looked it up because I was like, you know, obviously like he's on there, but I was like, I gotta see this I, shit. I have a picture of what he looks like in my head. I ho- That's yeah. him right there. <laughs> they literally <laughs> all look the same. That's literally they exactly really what they I really, thought. Yeah. And yeah, this is it. And then, I mean, I'll go down so you can see um, these offenses. Yeah, look, there's his address. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Texas. San Leon, Texas. They put it on there, there and like you have to check off this little box before you go into any sex offender registry. Like, I will not use the information to cause harm or like do anything bad. That's crazy. But yeah, oh, look, look, look. 10 years discharged. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, look at all this. All this. Wow. Yeah, all the same things, but oh my god. Pornography involving juveniles, all this shit. And then this is because they take pictures every, what is every year? Every couple of years? Every year. It's like every year or two. So this is him, 2008. 2008, when he finally got registered. Freaking, I don't even know, 30 years later, whatever. Why is he smiling? Like, why are you smiling for that picture? I don't know. Why does he look different in every picture? He has cancer, too. Oh, so so sad. I know you would like to. He I hope he lives like a penis. his days being tortured. <laughs> like, yeah, he literally looks like oh, a yeah. shape of a penis. So, after this happened, like I said, this is like the first real scandal publicized, whatever. So there were people within the church itself who wanted change, and they wanted to stop covering up these abuses because it's like it's ridiculous. Like why, it you covering it up, you're almost promoting it. Yeah. Or you are. Yeah. I wouldn't even say almost. You are. You're enabling you're, people that are abusers yeah, to continue to abuse. Exactly. Because they, the only way abuse thrives is in silence. And they move them from parish to parish. They just let them do it again with other children. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They they basically, they tried to hide it. And hiding it, it caused it to spread. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, instead, like I said, instead of like changing and reporting these rapes and sexual abuses, sexual abuses, they literally just move them from parish to parish. And so gross. It's not like they slapped them on the wrist and they're like, don't do it again. Here's the new parish. These guys, you'll see, they did it again and again and again. It didn't matter if there was a new place or not. They did it again. They didn't yeah. give a shit. They were enabled to do it. Mm-hmm. They had no repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we'll move on to another guy. His name is Theodore McCarrick and is the only U.S. Catholic cardinal to ever be criminally charged with child sex crimes that includes former and current Catholic cardinals. He's the only one. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy because we know there's more. He's yeah. the he's the highest ranking U.S. official in the Roman Catholic Church to ever be charged with sexual sexual abuse, and this is no secret to the Roman Catholic Church because the current Pope himself, Pope Francis, knew about the allegations that McCarrick committed, 
and uh, towards the children, but the Pope failed to take action up until 2019 when he expelled McCarrick from the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this guy's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. McCarrick was expelled from the church after the Vatican trial found him guilty of sexually abusing minors and adults who were students of a seminary over decades. He avoided punishment time and time again because what? So this was so he this because they were in the Vatican. It's uh, they that's their own country essentially. So that they had to go through the Vatican court system. Yeah. It, did they? Is there a jail system for them, or did he just get kicked out of the church? I think he just got kicked. He out just of the got church. like expelled. Basically. That is yeah. disgusting. Mm-hmm. That there's no legal, other like their legal. Uh, Jail is to get kicked yeah. out of the fucking church and not go to jail, not be separated from children. It's just like, that's disgusting. The only legalities they have is to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and not not protect the children. That is so disgusting. Or put the people who do this shit, or like put give them any type of punishment. They don't care. That's crazy. He avoided punishment because of the statute of limitation. Found it difficult to pursue his cases. His cases. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> and he was being charged. Uh, with sexual abuse of a 16-year-old boy in 1974. Mm-hmm. So that raises the question, if he has been doing this for decades, why did it take so long to expel him from the church? Mm-hmm. Literally. Because you're talking 1974. Yeah. And he didn't get expelled till 2019? Yeah. What's even crazier crazy. is that there had to be more kids. Like, he was getting charged for the 1974. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There had to be probably hundreds of kids. Mm-hmm. That's a big span of time. Yeah. That... that they probably could have found a kid who uh, was really recent and then get him on that. But why is there statute of limitations on that? That's, That's what, what I told. We, we literally, literally talked about that. It, I said, like, listen, I could understand maybe some things, whatever here and there, but like this or like rape, rape, rape like, sexual assault, any ex- like being a pedo, like with children, why, especially. Why is that statute like robbery? And murder, I would understand, right? Yeah, robbery. I get anything like wire fraud. I get any white collar crime. Fuck yeah, put a fucking statute of limitation. Who yeah. gives mm-hmm. a shit? But any murder or physical assault should not have a statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and the only said. reason why there's a statute of limitations is probably because uh, when they started actually finding people who were doing rape and you know sexual abuse, they were probably the people in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, let's do a statute of limitations so I can't get in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They obviously know technology gets better, so they're yep. like, you know what? Put a put a ten year period on yeah. this. <laughs> because they're they're mapping out when they had their last crime. What is it? Do you know what it say, is? Yeah. I think because it I think is it's ten years. Ten. I think it was ten, is it? Um, I believe rape has been is seven no. It might be ten. Is it different in every state? Yes. Every state has a different statute of limitations. Oh, it's different in New York. It says other for other felonies, five years, three years, one year, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the crime. But I'm Isn't it like with, I think when kids are abused, they have like until they turn 18 to come forward. I'm pretty sure. But that's what I always heard. I don't know. At least in New York, I believe yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's disgusting. So, but it's like. The statute of limitations was also increased from four years to 20 years, and any Vatican employee found guilty will be dismissed on a ma- mandatory basis. Ooh. That was 2019. Yeah. That was the new what? law. So oh, it took them until, until 2019 to raise it for four or five. Four years? So literally, I, I they could have had someone who was, I don't know, ten years old, and then waited until they're fifteen years old, and then the kid could have said something, and that's up. Oh, sucks. Yeah, I mean, that literally happened with this. Mm-hmm. That's and insane. other people too. That's insane. Yeah. Won't be the first, and it certainly won't be the last time either. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate this shit. 
I know. Me too. Oh my I'm god, so angry. Only... <laughs> That's why we literally cut it down to like slivers. Yeah. Like, yeah. We didn't. We the last part that we're gonna talk about is so bad. It, after I'm gonna talk about one part, and then Anthony's gonna talk about the last part. The last part, you're gonna be disgusted. I'm already and I so mean, angry. And if that's angry, how angry you are now, it's only going to get worse. Because yeah. we literally were talking about this, and I was like, I can't, I, I can't talk about literally this Literally, when I found the last article, I was like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Ugh. now, we're going to talk about a guy named Cardinal Law. Now, he he's not, his name's not actually Cardinal Law. He's um, a cardinal in the church. I don't really know the rankings, to be honest with you. I Cardinals really are to look high, it up. I'm pretty yeah, sure. But pretty high. His name is... Um, Under a bishop. Is it? I think. Oh, his name is Bernard Francis Law, Cardinal Law. I'm going to call him Cardinal Law because it's easier. So what he was known for, I didn't really see any um, allegations that he did anything, but what he was known for was covering up years and years of sexual abuse towards children from several priests, not just one or two, a lot. Oh, it's above a bishop. Mm-hmm. It's right under a pope. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like the second highest. Yeah. And this, this guy's covering up this shit. And it was happening. So I'm only going to talk about one of the priests that he protects because, like I said, there's a lot. But we're going to talk about this guy, John Gagan, okay? Now, he was one of the priests that law protected, and he was a serial rapist. This guy, like, I mean, I'll tell you right now. And his career in the church spanned for 30 years, and he went to six different parishes because, like I said, all they do is move him to another parish. Move him to another, yeah. That's it. So 30 years, six different parishes. That allowed him to rack up a lot of trauma (laughs) so he was accused of sexually abusing more than 130 boys now that's accused like there's probably way more than that yeah exactly people who haven't come forward that's insane Mm -hmm. and disgusting and like i said cardinal law that he knew about he knew gagan was doing this to children for many many years and he just he neglected it he didn't care and instead what he did was move him to another parish six different parishes Six different sets of children do the same thing, and that's exactly what he did. I just don't understand what the church gains from hiding this. It You're only making yourself sus. look worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes yourself look worse. This wasn't like the topic we wanted to talk about because I wanted to talk about the Vatican, like the city, yeah. but this was like a big thing about it. But there's a ring of like priests and mm-hmm. like everybody. There's gay priests and there's. Uh, priests that are pedophiles and yeah. they work together to hide everything because there was a journalist that actually went into the Catholic Church in the Vatican City and actually stood there for a long period of time and actually found out that these priests were gay and pedophiles and they worked together to hide it and like work like mm-hmm. get boys and do girls because yeah. they were like because you're not supposed to be gay and, and yeah. obviously because it's against uh, the religion and everything so it's like oh we're gay you're a pedophile? How about you don't tell anybody we're gay? We won't tell anybody that you're a pedophile. And they're like, all right. Seems like a fair trade-off. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. But I guess according to the Vatican rules, being gay would be just as bad as being a child. Meanwhile, they're, it's just a big ring of them. Yeah. Just working mm-hmm. together. That's crazy. So now, um, John Gagan, he was prosecuted in 1991 for charges of molestation, and he was found guilty in 2022. Which is crazy. That's like 11 years right there. Mm-hmm. It took crazy. Um, so he was actually found guilty of touching, or I should say grabbing, a 10-year-old boy's butt in a swimming pool. And that's what got him set in jail and everything like that. And then people, these are all like allegations like that. Um, 
So what happened was Gagan was actually stripped of his duties as a priest in 1998 by the Pope at the time, which was John Paul II. And he was sentenced to nine to ten years in prison. It's crazy. I mean, he should be there for life. So, Juliana, this is where you get your justice. Thank God. So in 2003, Gagan was murked in his jail cell. Did he suffer? I'd say so. We saw a video of him getting taken yeah. out of his jail cell. We couldn't really... It was... It was what was this 2003 i said 2003 so the camera was a little eh. and you it's, can't a, really it's tell. a camera in a jail <laughs> like yeah. it really is not gonna be good quality but the, fo- the footage of it was leaked by someone in the jail and nobody knows who um we saw him on the stretcher. he was on the stretcher there trying the to revive him, killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not me got me pov looking up the video tonight when i get home yeah. so <laughs> they're probably um, like <laughs> <laughs> chris is literally sitting there with his phone on his chest <laughs> So you, can't really, you can't really make anything out in the video, to be honest with you. You just see them reviving. He was I can't really see his had, like, face. Flip phone, and that's what they were filming on? It looked <laughs> like he it. He was dead as hell. His face, you couldn't really tell, it but looked, it looked messed up. Yeah. It looked messed up. So oh, this guy, Joseph, yeah. this guy, Joseph Druce, who was actually a victim of child molestation himself from his uncle, was it? I think. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I'm just saying. But, I mean, he knows how it felt. So he, he couldn't stop thinking about killing this guy, and he did. He strangled him. He stomped him out in his jail cell. Yeah, he was jumping off the bed. Right? Yeah, jumping off the bed onto his chest. I think yeah. they said. Unsung he actually, oh, hero so of the he story. He actually <laughs> pried the door closed so oh, he nobody could shot. go in. He so actually went wow. into Gagan's jail cell. Yeah, during lunch. The, yeah. Wow. Jammed that shit. Sh- uh, shut and murked him. Murked him. It's iconic. Crazy, right? What you a godsend. <laughs> so, listen to this shit. <laughs> listen to this shit. James is so excited. Cardinal Law. Like I said, protected this guy and protected other priests. So, do you think he get repercussions for it? You think he get punished? What do you think? Wait, who? Cardinal Law. He protected these. Oh, priests. Car- I think we were talking about Cardinal Law as like a thing. Oh, I no. was like, I know what? it sounds like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Cardinal Law. Do you think he got? I don't know, expelled from the church. I don't know, put in jail. Oh no, he probably was fine. He's probably up for being the pope, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's oh my god, it was like but- no. He got a promotion. <laughs> hey. Good job molesting hundreds of kids. Well, no, no, no. He, hit, he hit it. He protected well, him. He just protected him. Okay. Well, so like He's said, no better than anyone He else. wasn't indicted. He wasn't arrested. He wasn't expelled from the church. Instead, Pope po- Pope John Paul II, <laughs> like I said, the Pope at the time, transferred law to run one of the Vatican's most cherished properties. So he gave law essentially a raise for covering up these, this child abuse disgusting um i feel attacked personally <laughs> um and i really hope that this person is he alive right now um cardinal law i think he died right i believe he died a couple i hope years he had ago, a painful actually. death a, long, a very slow, slow painful, painful death, death. He died. it was an atrocity that he was alive and birthed it to begin with <laughs> and now i'm just offended to even hear his name he died in 2017 yeah thank god mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know how he died Oh, sorry <laughs> i don't know how he died but i don't think i think he just died because he was old to be honest with you i don't think yeah no god crazy. said no not today you gotta you gotta go oh he had an illness a long illness is what yeah said. god oh, gave it so to him sad. Mm-hmm. so weird that all these guys just get murdered and long illnesses and mm-hmm. cancer and and he yeah. was so buried sad. it's like god doesn't like them but they <laughs> they keep saying god is uh, protecting them mm-hmm. and he was buried in a chapel at the basilica Ew. of santa maria which i'm pretty sure it's like a cherished uh, that's the place that he site. he got um that's the place oh yeah that, yeah that's where he got sent to. yeah where yeah. pope john paul transferred him that promotion he got that's the place that he was um running 
Yeah. That cherished property. I bet you you go to that fucking this grave site. statue. Uh, yeah, probably statue. Yeah, I'm but I'm, I guarantee you, every person <laughs> yeah. that's fucking buried in that ground, at least ninety percent of them were into this shit. Well, yeah. What is is so infuriating? It's just that like, there's nothing anyone can do about it. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Shut down a whole religion? Like, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> that, that's impossible. And you know, the Crusades happened for a reason. Like, th- there's nothing you can do about it, and that's what's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to just keep happening. Here we go. Do you guys have to prepare yourself for this? Am I going to walk bad. out of the room? Am I going to get so angry that I'm going to walk out of the this room? This is pretty bad. I'm already so, right Well, there. I just want to... This was in Argentina. Just so, yeah. I just want to say that. I don't know. It doesn't oh. matter. But I just want to get that. <laughs> I just... Because, like... Yeah, we were talking about, like, US Some of them are U.S. priests yeah. and shit yeah. like that. So I just want to make sure you guys know this is this so, happening okay. in America. Lay it down. Necessarily. The investigators raided the religious institute for the death in Argentina where they discovered some of the worst cases yet that swept through the Catholic Church. Yeah. Bad. Bad. So the priests preyed on these deaf children because it was hard for them to communicate with others about the unspeakable acts that were done to them. And if they tried to use sign language, they were smacked and punished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's face. Because like, bro. Uh, am I shocked? No. So... They tried to communicate. They were punished for it. These deaf children came from families that believed in the sanctity of the church. So even when the kids told them of the abuse, they didn't believe them. Do these families, the, the church, the church was, it's, it's, I mean, it's a sanctum. It's, it's freedom. It's like hope. It's this. It's that. An example was like this 13-year-old girl ran away from the institute and she told her parents she does not want to go back because of the acts that were being done to her. And they didn't believe her. They said they you're just, lying. They literally sent her back. Yeah. Those not only is it a shame to the people who were abusing these children, those parents should have also been arrested. Mm-hmm. I was literally mm-hmm. telling they, James this like that's the, disgusting. They just believe that it's such a good place so there's nothing can be done to them. There's like, yeah, like that, wouldn't no, happen, that wouldn't happen in a church. You're putting like the integrity of the the church and your, your religion child. over your own flesh mm-hmm. and blood. If my kid ever came to me and said Mom, this is happening to me. I would kill someone <laughs> physically. And these were I would be in jail. I can't. I, I can't would be in jail. That. These were deaf children. Like they yeah. couldn't do anything. They couldn't man. communicate properly. Yeah. What to me is that they took their form of communication away from them yeah. and made yeah. them fear it. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I would be going to jail because they I, would be I dead. would literally have like, a cellmate. There is because no argument. Baby, I'm going you to get jail. Life. These yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. the... I, I, I kill. I kill a cardinal. I go to jail. But and, and I become the villain of the story. Yeah, but exactly. you know these people, you know, do these to uh, do t- terrible acts to these children, and they fucking become God sent and go to you know the charity promotions place. and shit like that. So well, wait till uh, you hear, wait till yeah. you hear what they actually did to them. So the children were fondled, raped, and they were sometimes tied up. In one instance, forced to wear a diaper to hide their bleeding. Yeah, that was the, we read. The, Anthony read that part. And I was like, "Yeah, I can't do this it's anymore." So <laughs> and the victims tried to warn the church for many years about the sexual abuse that was happening in this institute, and they did things such as mailing a list of accused priests to Pope Francis in 2014, and then they physically handed him a copy of the list in 2015. However, it wasn't even the church that even did anything. Like they literally didn't do anything. They didn't care. It was uh, the Argentina law enforcement. That took it upon themselves to take action. 
but even after they discovered what was going on, the church still would not fully cooperate with the investigation. Did it say how many kids? Um, I don't believe so. No, it didn't say how many kids. Now, it had to be thousands. I honestly didn't even bother. If you're going for the for I was so years, di- I was literally and years and years. I was so disgusted. Like these are first of all, they're children now, in general, but like they're deaf children. You're they, praying on the weak. This is a, they tied them up. They made them wear diapers to hide the bleeding. Like that's disgusting. That and that that actually happens in a lot of um, child uh, sexually assaulted cases, mm. where like the, the child has to wear something to hide bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just disgusting. It, so this was so this was in Argentina, not the Vatican. Yeah, this is in Argentina. Okay, because so and like the church in Argentina wasn't cooperating at the Vatican, right? Um, I'm sure the Vatican had information on these people. I don't think any, but well, because. Because they it's the Roman mailed, Catholic, right? They mailed the list. List the list. Got my list going on. They added. <laughs> they gave the list to Pope Francis of yeah. these, um, and he of did nothing priests. about it. And mm-hmm. then they sent it to him, and then There's they literally a gave a picture of the guy handing it to him. So yeah. disgusting. So the Vatican knew, and they still they want nothing to do with it. But uh, that was it for that one. But uh, there's, yeah. there's another priest that sexually abused children was Father James Porter, James Porter, who had abused more than a hundred children as well. That's just another little yeah. That's just yeah. another thing we did. So what's the number up to like I don't know, like three hundred kids? Yeah, like we're talking much. <laughs> I'm not even a few cases. Like we're yeah. not talking yeah. about every fucking bishop and mm-hmm. cardinal and priest. Thousands, and if not hundreds literally. of well, thousands. Hundred, yeah, millions, I believe. Minus honestly. um that religious institute for the deaf because we don't have the number exactly. Yeah. But if you add up, was this one, two, three, like four people? It's thirty-seven children. Uh, uh over one hundred and thirty over 130 over 100 like we're talking hundreds and hundreds in with like four, four people, people alone like That's per what, person i think it's, it has to be millions of kids yeah. that have been sexually abused and tortured by the the, the hands of the catholic church, church yeah mm-hmm. it's completely disgusting and then to be like you know god fearing against other things other small sins but then you're doing this to children it, it's the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, you, you can't be gay? But we, we can rape kids if we want. It's probably why yeah. they don't want people to have abortion, so that there could be more kids to molest. Oh, my God. <laughs> New conspiracy <laughs> theory. Literally. Unlocked. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> That's crazy. So gross. Oh, my God. I'm just, I'm genuinely skeeved out. Right? And like I'm and so both, angry. Both, like, what we both talked about. like Literally, when you told me your so topic of disgusting. your thing, I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. That's why, like, we literally... That was the last article that we read was that the death one. And yeah, I was literally... We called it a night. Yeah, we, we can't do that shit. Like, this is... it's a, It was so much it's information upsetting. to begin with. Yeah. And I literally can't hear it anymore. It's disturbing. It's, yeah. it's the fact that we can't do anything and there's nothing that will ever be done about it. It'll it's, keep happening. It's going to keep happening until the, the church... And the, the state Vatican can't do anything about it either, that. right? What? The state can't get involved? Our state? Yeah. No. Right? It, the, our state's can only get involved in so much like we can if so it happens in america sure we can do something about it unless they cover it up and, and then ship them off to the vatican once it's in the vatican if it's someone's it. in the vatican it's its own country like you can't do anything about that it's like it, even though it's a part of italy it's not a that's not it's not a it's part like of how italy washington dc is part exactly. of well, I don't know where it is. Like well, Washington, D.C. is its own property, essentially. Yeah. Like, it, it's not treated as, like, a state, but it also has its own laws and governing bodies. 
it's the same way in the Vatican, but it's actually treated as its own country. Mm-hmm. So you, it's like when you enter um, the Vatican, you actually have to have a passport. Like you're literally entering a different country. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know what I didn't yep. realize was Vatican, like the Roman Catholic Church is in Vatican City. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought Vatican was the church. Yeah, that's what we were. I didn't no, know that either. No, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's it's literally that area yeah, is yeah, con- yeah. just controlled by them. Mm-hmm. That's they crazy. made their own town, basically. That's yeah, crazy. Home of the pedophiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my shit. god, it sounds like a great place. Why don't we all go see it? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But like it, they <laughs> the amount of people that go there is like insane. They they're getting all this money from tourists touring the Vatican and and going to all the churches over there. Like, you know how much mad money that they get that just funds these pedophiles? It's disgusting. We should go for like a special podcast episode in the future go there go on a tour and when we're done like towards the end of the tour put our hands up ask questions say where do you guys keep your pedophiles and, and, your, and these children like, i want to ask pope right francis but yo pope uh what'd you do with that list that we gave you a while ago about yeah. all the pedophiles what'd you do with it yeah i'll say um excuse me how do you differentiate between the people that work here that are pedophiles and not pedophiles like do they have to wear like a certain <laughs> color or something not the scarlet Crazy. letter <laughs> Oh my uh, god! Nothing enrages me more. I'll just go. Than uh, this shit. How much of a raise do pedophiles get <laughs> from switching to parish to parish? Get promotions. It's like it's how, sad because it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's like how disgusting. there's like the pay gap, like the wage gap between men and women. Like <laughs> that's probably what oh like the god. normal priests feel compared to the priests that are pedophiles. They're making seventy-eight cents to the dollar oh for them. God. And it's so, it's so sad and it's pathetic. Sad. Because it's true, and millions you can't of help. kids' lives have been ruined yeah. because of it, and their families. And like this is like something like this is like it hits close to home for me because like my family, my experiences. Like you don't understand the like the pure like wreckage that this like it wreaks havoc not just on the person that was hurt but their entire family and then everyone in that extended family like nothing will ever be the same because of that like it's like the butterfly effect like Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. hurt one kid and it just like the ripples go and go and go and they're hurting other people because of how bad they're hurt yeah i can personally attest yes um but it's also just it, it creates a vicious cycle because a lot of you know they're not a lot but the children who have been abused can become abusers themselves yeah so it, it, it creates this vicious cycle of ch- child abuse that will never end and that's just very unfortunate i feel sorry for the kids who have been abused and then become abusers themselves because that shouldn't just happen in-, in the first place yeah it, especially by these people that they were told to look up to there's no no explaining how anyone can do that to a child mm-hmm. and they were, and some of these these children were called liars by their families mm-hmm. the people that they're just a trust they're gaslit so yeah. how are they ever gonna trust people again too anybody mm-hmm. like i said and then they get into relationships and like things go south with their relationships like it's it just literally the effect of that abuse will never stop wreaking havoc on their life ever yeah mm-hmm. All right, I'm done talking about this. <laughs> Me too. I'm so I'm angry. very angry. Yeah. Well, I think we killed it, y'all. I'm not going to lie. That was great. Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, be doing one soon again, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe like once every month and a half. Or yeah. I, th- I think we'll, once we'll every month or so. I actually really enjoyed this. It, Me too. I, I thought how how deep and detailed we both got. It was a very um mm-hmm. informative. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I say mm-hmm. we do like... so. 
we do this one, and mm-hmm. then next month we do a deep dive all together. I agree and then because the I think both of teams. us probably we told each other when we we're researching that we could have all just done a deep yeah. dive together. Yeah. yeah. Be, and I I full on believe for both of our topics we could have done that. Like mm-hmm. it's just so big that we can't really fit it into a small segment. And yeah. plus, there'd be no competition, and you guys wouldn't be super annoying about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't even the only thing about the Roman, the Roman Catholic Church, too. Oh, there's yeah, a whole there's thing so about much. them yeah, being like Satanists and shit like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there's, I mean, I'm just saying. But, yeah. I'll right. leave you with this question. Why would Satan want to bring you to hell if he defied God as well? We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this okay, about, relax. This um, about religion. No. <laughs> but we're going to put in stories uh, your, what your thoughts on the Catholic Church situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys can tell us your comments and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. And who killed and John Bonet? Bonet. Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, all. guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening because this has been a very long, long process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone go cheer yourselves up. Get some boba tea or whatever you like to drink. Watch a nice movie. Yeah. Cuddle up. Hug mm-hmm. your loved ones. Watch Elf. Mm-hmm. Take Appreciate time what you have. But just remember, you're in New York. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and all social media at New Realms Podcast. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on TikTok because we're going to start posting on there. We're going to be doing some promos and mm-hmm. just, you know exclusive stuff going on TikTok. Some so, bloopers. Some bloopers. Some, some outtakes. Mm-hmm. Literally follow us on at New Realms Podcast because it's going to get lit. And once we get a thousand followers, we're going to start going live on there. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, guess what? Oh my god, I'm so excited. Litty titty. Yeah, we'll do Q and A's. Yeah, we can do Q and A's. I always Oof. wanted to do a Q and A. Don't forget to vote for the tag team, the versus yes. too, and for this conspiracy itself on what team had a, I don't know if I want to say better conspiracy or like presented it better. I don't yeah. really know. Yeah, uh, we had that rubric that w- we put out on Instagram yeah. where okay. we put it and you can determine what theory you like better hearing. <laughs> it's or... not even like they're like competing they're, against they're each other. They're not really competing they're together. They're terrible. Match, Honestly, like... after that, the end of this podcast, I feel like this shouldn't have been a competition. <laughs> it definitely shouldn't <laughs> have been a versus. Have. We're just right, competitive we'll people. That. Yeah. But you know what? I had so much fun. So yeah, this yeah, was awesome. That's all that mattered. Love you guys. All right, all right fuck off, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Go eat some KFC. Oof.